ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. It is 11.38 Eastern Time on the East Coast. It's a little bit earlier where Flo Vito is on the West Coast. However, we are coming at you special live edition. We have just wrapped up Game 7 in Philadelphia. And as happy as Flobo has to be, about the Diamondbacks going to the World Series. Oh yeah. You know, you know who's not happy? Chase movement. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, okay. You know, I've gotten over the Orioles. <laughs> I, <have. laughs> I don't think But yeah. my heart goes out to Rob Manfred and everybody at MLB HQ. And I'll tell you why early. It's because we are about to see starting on Friday in Texas a Rangers Diamondback World Series, and I will bet my life savings. Yeah. Nobody will, nobody will say this publicly, but I'll bet my life savings if you looked at all the teams of the playoffs and said who you don't want to see for general fan interest, for ratings purposes, for growing the game purposes, who do you not want to see in the World Series? You would probably get the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. So, congratulations, Flobo. Oh, whoa, don't put it like that. First of all, all snake all day, baby. And second of all, you can spin it all you want. To I will say, you called, it, you called it from the very beginning. How happy are you right now? I'm right. I am static. I'm over the moon. <laughs> no, no, that, that, not that you're right. That the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. I, I got to be honest with you. The Diamondbacks have showed time and time again. They have, yeah. the, I don't know. Their approach to, to the strategy has been the best. I, sometimes even when the bats go cold, they're yeah. still competitive. But to answer your other question, all you need is a little bit of spin. I mean, this is Texas, the home of the future All-Star Game, featuring the Rookie of the Year presumptive candidate, Corbin Carroll. There's your there's your, uh, your main event, baby. No, no. Let's, let's go back to tonight. It's fresh in yeah. our minds. It was a 4-2 game in Philadelphia. Yeah. How did the Diamondbacks – pull this thing off. How did we get here? Because not only the, 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 the most outrageous part of this, not just this game, but the entire series, if we go back through, Philly goes up 2-0. Diamondbacks has to even that up. Then Philly wins the pivotal game five. And then the Diamondbacks have to win two in Philadelphia to go to the World Series. And that's exactly what they did. How did we get here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We going into the I said the Phillies should win on any other metric. They're the stronger team, they're more fast. All the average, any kind of way you want to slice it, they were the stronger team to do it. But besides, they have heart. Arizona found a way to cool all those bats. Those defensive miscues that Philadelphia put off reminded me of 2021 or 2022. And what we really saw was a really strategic use of the bench when needed. Our boy Tommy Pham, Evelyn Gore, the older guys, Corbin Carroll, the younger guys. It was a nice mix up and down that lineup. I mean, it really was a masterclass. It was really tough. I, I, you know, the when you look at it on paper and actually when you look at it most of the season, I don't look at the Diamondbacks lineup as something to be feared at all. No, no. However, when you get to these, especially tonight, you could see it tonight, you get to these kind of playoff games and it's, it doesn't matter if it's Marte. It's definitely wasn't Carol, not tonight. Carol, three singles, the first three at bats, but it was like Walker. Like you did not want to see, the like anyone in my mind, the way it just stacked up, 
you did not want to see anyone in the Diamondbacks lineup because you knew you were going to be in for a strong at bat. And the funny thing is, as soon as they got through Schwarber, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper, even though Baum had the big hit and Scott had the big hit today to, yeah. to get the two runs, when you got past those three in Philadelphia, as good as that lineup is, right? you're definitely not afraid of like Rojas at the battle, battle, bottom of the order that struck out with the bases loaded. You weren't really afraid of JT. You weren't really for like, like I just felt like Cassiano's this entire series was like, I just did not fear the Philly lineup after you got past those top three guys. I think the Philly has suffered what happened to the Braves before them uh, this year is that when you focus on power and none, uh, Azuna aside, because uh, he's a whole different, Acuna aside, he's a different piece yeah. altogether. We focus on power. Those can go cold. I mean, Arizona isn't a fancy, they're not a sexy lineup. Corbin Carroll doesn't look he's going to be a superstar quite yet. You probably don't even know what he looks like if he wasn't in uniform, but yeah. they were, reminds me of the 80s teams of just moving the line forward. Base it, base it, base it, impact hit, a bloop in the blast, and small ball will always win when it comes to situations like travel over a short period of time and playoff environment. So, I mean, it was smart for, for them. I mean, you're right. There was no one really there that sticks out besides Marte, but it is a long lineup in Arizona. It's a long lineup in Arizona. They seem to come through whenever they needed to come through. Four stolen bases in, two, in, the, in both games. So, yesterday's game and today's game, they had four stolen bases. So, they're, they're, they are the epitome of moving the guys over, stealing the bases when you need to, making the solid, you know, just the solid play, and then you just got to give it up. They got the big – outside of uh, the rookie to tonight that came in and, and, and walked the two batters, uh, who was a Sal, – Sal, I'm going to mess his last name up. <laughs> it's, but it seemed like every other person that took, took the ball on the bump kind of did their – they did their job. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It wasn't like they uh, – I mean, the back end of the lineup, uh, a- after Sal walked the two guys that uh, – I, I don't know his name. He came in in the seventh and the eighth, and then Seawall closed it out. Uh, but they, you know, they they really – they went above and beyond. But everybody else, it was just like, on the pitching staff, just do your job. Just do your job. Do your job. And the, the interesting thing was Philly didn't – play or pitch overly bad. It wasn't like Philly made a bunch of mistakes. It was just runners in scoring position. You got to get them in and they couldn't get them in. Yeah, I felt like there was a scattering report and, and everyone yep. like shifted to the, what they could have and Arizona went the other way. It was the other way or like they played around with power and everyone was caught flat-footed. There was a lot of ground everyone in that Phillies outfield had to cover to even be competitive, which tells me that something broke down in the assignments there. But let's talk about Citizen Bank Park because everyone told me it was a fortress. Everyone yeah. told me it's world baseball classic status. Yeah. Getting late in this game, people were checking out mentally and some were leaving towards the end of it. Uh, uh, I, I don't know, uh, man. Some some broke down, Cheats. Put me on. You know what it was? It was world baseball classic status when the Dominican Republic were playing in Miami. That's what it okay. was. Okay, yeah. Now, yeah. What, I, what I mean by that is the Dominican Republic did not, you know what I mean, when right. they, they had the crowd there in Miami and they didn't perform, and then more people are just stopped, shocked, and stunned. And I think – so, no, I, I, I don't blame – I yesterday I thought was a lot more surprising. and Game six was a lot more surprising in Citizen Bank Park than game seven. Game seven, I think they did all they could do. They could only they could only cheer 
really when something like, you know what I mean? They runners on guy gets a walk there. They were not sitting down. I looked, they were in the seventh inning, one out, nobody on everybody still standing. So I can't blame the Philadelphia fans. I think the fans are doing everything they could do. Uh, But I don't think, I don't, I don't think the, uh, the Philly bats, if you will, gave them very much. It, that it, again, runners on. It wasn't like Philadelphia didn't have runners in scoring position. Yeah, uh, yeah. They had they had a couple of. Lead, Schwarber had a leadoff double early in the game. There was some leadoff walks. There was like sure, I said, sure, the sure. time that the bases loaded, and of course Rojas comes up of all people. So they, I mean, they had runners on. You just have to come through, and the confidence meter that right. I would say I would place on. Runners on second, nobody out. It's like clockwork. The Diamondbacks are going to get that run in. They're going to bunt over, sacrifice fly. They're going to do something to get that run in. And yeah. a lot of a lot of teams in this entire playoffs, including Philadelphia, I think, like you said, may be more reliant on what, what would happen in the regular season, which is hit away, hit for power, hit for bombs, right? Like Arizona, Arizona definitely zagged. They're sure. like, no, we're gonna get this run in. If we right. get a leadoff walk, we're gonna set, we're gonna steal them. We're gonna sacrifice bunt. We're gonna get them up. We're gonna get one run in. Where Philly says, hey, look, we might get, you know, we're gonna let them swing away, see if we can get the big inning or whatever. But it just did not work out the last two games, and the last two games are the only two games that matter right now. I, I mean, I'm with you, man. But I think, and it's funny that even though Arizona advanced, we're asking more questions about Philadelphia, right? But like last year, you went against, you did everything, but you went against the buzzsaw that was Houston. They weren't even in the in the conversation. I will get to it because they didn't even go to the World Series, so everything looked like it was supposed to be Philadelphia's time to shine. And then you drop it here. I wonder which one hurts the people of Philadelphia or that team. And what happens now? Because you can't blow it up. You have a lot of years, a lot of money invested in this core, but two times went to the deep of the playoffs and didn't get the job done. Yep. Yep. And I I don't want I mean you're exactly right. And I don't want to disrespect my man uh because Kinkle Kinkle was is I mean just dominant today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kinkle faced uh, you know pitched uh it what an inning and two outs, three strikeouts, nobody touched base. Uh and he he was just phenomenal. And and a big shout out to the young boy I, again, I'm going to say it wrong as well, but the starter, how do you say his last name? Is it Praft? Yeah. Brandon Praft? I think so. Pratt. What is he, 24, 25 years old? I can look Four innings, it, seven strikeouts. No, I mean, he just – he did his job. Like, he did his job today. And, you know, the only person you can say, you know, outside of South Frank uh, on the Philly side is Alvarado. And, right. Alvar- you know, Alvarado who, hey, to me – Guy did everything. He was Superman in this in this postseason up until today. Twenty five. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. It's, I, I am. I really am. If I'm excited about as a baseball fan, sure. As kind of disappointed as I am about no 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 I get it no I, get, I got I get you I'm say, with you I, I agree with you I agree with you about the way the tournament has played as disappointed sure. as I am about the way the tournament played out. The contrast of styles that we're going to see in this World Series, to me, is a contrast that I am looking forward to seeing. Because, And I'll tell you why. Because the Rangers, I do think, are a lot like Philadelphia. 
but they are just hotter. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, they're just like, you know, if you'd got if you'd given Garcia three at bats and the same three at bats Harper had today, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Rangers the Rangers would be winning. <laughs> like the oh. Rangers would be going to the World Series, right? So right. it's like, so it's like Seager. If he gets hot, Simeon, who's struggled all playoffs, if Simeon gets hot, Seager gets hot, Garcia gets hot, you're going to see, I think, I hate to say it this way, like almost a a, a similar style series with just hotter hitters, like better hitters, I guess. Oh, here's my hot take. You can pull this out for the quote. As much as it's been talked about this new tournament rules and the new rules in baseball, this proves it works. Are the best stars going to the World Series? No. Are these branded team franchise going? No. But we saw the best pitching strategies with what you have employed by Arlington and the best infield and outfield strategies with what you have in Arizona. And these two teams have earned their ticket. Now, if nobody tunes in, we might see a new playoff format two or three years from now. That's what makes me so hype as a fan because you're going to see two teams that really deserve it here. I think you get two teams that really deserve it. You got, I think you got two teams that got extremely hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really funny because I don't even know if you can call Arizona hot. Like, I hate to say it that way. Like, no, no, I mean, let's let's keep it real. Like, they, I guess they swept through, you know, they swept through the first round. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do their job against the Dodgers, right? Go seven against Philadelphia. But to me, uh, I still feel like there's a lot of, like, I don't know if it's, like, better baseball, but, like, they could get – I think they could play – they could get hotter. I think they really could. I think there's a level that Arizona could still reach. So they're not in the last 12 games and not hot to you? (laughs) That's hot. But I'm watching the game. So it's like I, I know they're winning. Right. Right? And they're But it seems to me they're grinding wins. So Texas, right? No, I think Texas is like well, the air, the, the Astros series. The whole thing was just like, you know, it was a mud fight. It was a get mud some, fight. Get it some pep, get some Pepto, right? Get the, like the whole thing. But it just to me, it felt like it. It feels like the Rangers are playing as well as they can play right now. To me, yeah, I will give you I, that. I don't know if I can say. I think. I hate to say it. I think there's a level where Arizona could still give me more. Does that sound weird? Now that I'm saying it out loud, it does sound kind of weird, but I'm watching these games and I'm thinking like, dude, Arizona could re- like Arizona didn't have a game where the Phillies had in what was a game five it was like 10, nothing just like, yeah. they didn't have like, you know, at the end of the Astros game, game seven, it's eight, two, you're looking up and you're like, what the hell happened? Like Arizona, it feels like every game is like four, two. Three, three, one. You know what I mean? Like from the Brewers to the Dodgers to now, I feel like every game was like, we get the big hit when we need it, and we're gonna move on. It's not like I'm dominating these guys. No, I'm with you. I think when we just said it out loud, I was like, yeah, as as interesting the run that Arizona had, it did feel like they they rose to their competitors and they found a way to beat them and win. Whereas the Rangers kind of like stumbled in, which is weird because they they stumbled in against the Rays and we. I don't think we all, but I'll say a good portion of us thought the Rays were going to advance, but they always found a way to get even more dominant with their win. And going to Baltimore, we thought that was going to be a series. We obviously thought it was going to be like a, a whole run of it. So that didn't happen. I would say, yeah, I think the Rangers are the hotter team going into the World Series. 
I'm not sure that translates because they have an extra day layoff. I don't know. People who care about breaks and everything. But, yes, I think they're running a little hotter than Arizona currently. But both of them are, are playing extremely well. These yeah. are these are the teams that won the tournament. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I do feel like – because and I'm probably going to be the cheap culprit of something like this. I am not going to fully appreciate what – I think I'll appreciate what the Rangers have done more because those games were just so testy and intense and had these storylines. I think the Diamondbacks are have been underappreciated throughout this entire playoff tournament. Agreed. They'll go into the World Series underappreciated. They will not be. It's so interesting because I don't know in any scenario where Arizona comes into the World Series as the A-side, but – if they were going to come in against the A-side, they the best chance they would have is maybe to come in against the Rangers, right, of all the teams on the on the American League playoff side. And guess what? They're not the A-side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adoldis Garcia, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Oldave, like, that's the A-side. I'm telling Chapman, like, all of those guys, uh, LeClerc, they're, you know, they're – the Texas Rangers, I think, are the A side of this. Uh, of this Absolutely, I think the only team that would even that was even in the playoffs that would even be a B side would be Toronto, and that's even that's a stretch only because of their injury situation. But look, the thing about the Rangers, I would say they had all expectations going in. They spent a lot of money in getting Degrom. They spent a lot of money in getting Scherzer back, and there was a, a and Scherzer's back. That's the story in itself. I mean, his jersey is on the on the pit on the field, but is he back? I don't know. We saw two games. I'm like, yo, Max, what happened, bro? Um, Somebody called him mi- mi- minimum Max. Not yo, bad, for bad. real. Uh, no, but in, in all seriousness, they paid all Mad this money. <laughs> Mad men. And there was a good two or three months we went, well, I guess they're going to be the Padres or the Cardinals or the Mets of the season because the injuries piled up and they weren't there. So the fact they got hot was good. But I don't think anyone had expectations with the Diamondbacks. It makes it so much fun. In June, when I did that clip of Black Baseball Mixing on our Instagram, check it out if you haven't already. In uh, June. In June, people. In June. It, it was it was half in jest, not because yeah. I don't believe it, but that no one stays at number one forever. But it still found a way to go through an August that was Awful and make their way to the World Series. That's like a that's like a video game storyline right there, Cheats. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna we're 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 trying to dissect all this. We're trying to break it all down uh, in regards to what do you expect starting on Friday. Texas a, a, a global life is what it's called, right? A global yeah. life. Globe um, life. Globe life. Globe life. What do you expect? Home game Friday night. Rangers at home, they're facing the Diamondbacks game one of the World Series. What do you what do you make of this this series? What's the preview? What's your prediction? Uh, I do feel like the road team narrative is going to continue. Uh, just that the Arizona team is going to be in the road this time, but both road teams won game seven to advance. I do think that we're going to have a little bit of a showdown uh, of small ball in, in that game one. And even though I love the Diamondbacks, man, this series is going to go to this. It's going to go to League six. I'm thinking seven. And I would love to see Arizona walk over the crown now because they've beaten their toughest competition in the Phillies and the Dodgers this year. I like where you're going with this. I'm going to zag because you're zigging. So I'm going <laughs> to zag. I think the hot team is hot. 
I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I'm mad disrespectful to the D-backs right now. <laughs> you are. They've just Tommy fam, man. I'm Tommy mad disrespectful. Fam. So I'm going to go Rangers in five. So what's your – my call is oh, Rangers. disrespectful. Five? <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm on record. Put it on wax. Rangers in, in seven, five. Rangers in five. Okay. Rangers in five. They break out the big bats. And I'm talking about not just uh, Garcia. I think they break out the big bat. I think everybody gets gets hot. I yeah. think everybody gets hot, and they just knock them around. And the, one of the reasons I say this, too, because I do think hangovers are real. And I think this seven-game series with Philly was so emotional. And, you know, the playoffs have been very emotional. But this seven games, the win of the back-to-back in Philly, then they've got to go to game one and game two on the road. I won't be surprised if it's Rangers up 2-0 before we blink. Come this on. thing is over. We're going to the all season. That's what that's that's my prediction. Rangers. You had Rangers a, and five. the benches were cleared down there, and was it Houston? Was it Houston? Or was it or was it Arlington? The benches were cleared for the big fight and all that. Come on, yeah, game. Man. That was game five, right? Yeah, game five. So yeah, yeah. of course you would have that. And they had to come back. They had to come back and win two of those because that yeah. was the the that was game five, and Houston wound up winning that game on the Altuve home run. Mm-hmm. So then they have to compose themselves, and man, did they break out the bats, man! Game six and game seven of, of game five. I, look, I'll give five, the Rangers game the, five, uh, five. Was the most. Game five was game five. Astros Rangers yeah. was the most exciting playoff game I have seen in a very long time. Well, let me ask a question real quick. I know it's kind of a sidebar, but yeah. with Dust, Dusty Baker reportedly leaving yeah. and, and yeah, yeah. this this kind of early exit for the Astros, is their run done, or do you think they'll bounce back next year? You know what? I hope Dusty goes out. And, and I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. I'm not saying that without careful thought. I hope Dusty goes out on his own accord. If he wants the man, he's 74 years old. He got his elusive World Series last season, and that was – the mission complete. If he had went out last season, it's Michael Jordan actually going out on the Utah Jazz last shot. Like, you know, very few people are able to walk into the sunset saying, hey, look, I'm the champion. I'm the best in the world. He had a shot with this team, with this season, to come back, go back to the World Series. And what an accomplishment it would have been. Mm-hmm. But that's a grind, man. There's 162, the playoffs, doing everything. I think he was hired in the face of a scandal as to be an adult in the room and put that team back together. He did that, right? He wins the World Series. Uh, you know, and I think that if that man wants to say, hey, job well done, I've done all I can do, let me go enjoy. You know, fruits of my labor, watch my son play, do a, hopefully get a cushy consultant gig <laughs> or do whatever. I hope that he's able to walk away in a capacity that he's happy with, right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And do yeah, it. But, but that, I am so ecstatic. And when I read the, the news that broke over the last 48 hours that says he's telling people that 2023 was his last season. My response wasn't like, no, like, it was like, good for you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? What more can you do, bro? Like, they are, the Houston Astros are in a position now. Dana Brown's at the helm. They'll, you know, if they need a new coach, they'll get a new coach. But they're like, I think 
I may be the only one, and I may have moved on a little bit faster than most, but the only player from that team that was banging the trash cans is Altuve. Right. That's it. Reported. That's it. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm just saying that's it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's like it's a it's a different team. It's a different squad. You know what I'm saying? He and that's the squad that won the World Series. So I'm not quick to say the dynasty's over. I'm not. They just they were what a couple games away from the World Series this year. Mm-hmm. So I think they're gonna come back, man. They've got all the pieces to be good for a long time. And I and and you know, good good for Dusty, man. Good for Dusty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh we should ask, we should talk about it. We were talking about it before we came on the air. Last year, you know, one of the big stories was the fact that there was no African-American players, American-born black players in the World Series. It was the first time, I think, since integration. <laughs> I'm be, wow. I'm keep, I'm keep tragic. It no, no, tragic. keep it real. That they didn't no, keep it real. It's tragic. I, don't, I, don't, I think it was, yeah, it was the first time. Because uh, it was the first time in like 60-something years that the Phillies didn't have an African-American player on their roster. Right. Um, and they made the World Series. And then the Astros did have Michael Brant, uh, Brantley on the roster, but he was injured. So he was off the roster. He wasn't on the playoff roster. He was on the team. Right. And just, but he was on the IL. He, he wasn't going to play because, you know, so they didn't put him on the roster. So it was the first time, I think, since integration that they hadn't had at least one African-American in the World Series. This year, there are basically one African-American starter on each team. And then I think we did do the research. There's an African-American, we think. (laughs) We're not exactly sure (laughs) about about it. So we'll just leave it as it is. We will say this. Tommy Pham for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tommy Pham. Is a a starter. He started most of the entire playoffs. He did sit out game five, I think, of the championship series. Um, But – He's the starting for, and obviously his story is, is his journey is amazing. We'll talk more about Tommy Fame as the World Series goes on, even though, Flobo, you've been talking about him all year. <laughs> to, to the yeah. fact that the airs are falling off. Like, oh, come on, man. They tell He's me a great life. story. He's a great yeah. story. And uh, and obviously Marcus Simeon, starting second baseman, just like really, really amazing player, like Bruno All-Star for the Texas Rangers. Um uh, yeah, struggled a little bit this playoffs, right? He hasn't really gotten to go in this playoffs yet, but he's he's the leadoff hitter and top of the order for the Texas Rangers. And so those are basically your two African American. There's no African American pitchers on either roster. Um, but they are two starters in right. the World Series this year. And there's definitely uh definitely players you can root for. So it's not a lot of progress, but you went from zero to two, Flippo. Yeah, we got zero to two. Uh, to me, I'm just looking at it from a, a cynical point of view. One's at 35 in fam, and Sim is at 33. And and mm-hmm. hopefully over the years we'll get a lot more young talent with the with the new wave. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of an exciting time. I think that Tommy Fam's a folk hero. <laughs> he reminds me of the old school ball from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Is why I love him so much. Uh, and and Marcus Simmons is kind of a class act. I mean, you could argue that he was really the first. The first acquisition of this new Rangers initiative. It was. He was, so, was a, so he came before Seeger, right? Like, I mean, yeah, he, was, yeah. he was. I think they came together, possibly. Like, Corey Seeger and Mark Simeon were both signed. The Simeon was signed from the Blue Jays, right? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. He was this yeah, one yeah. year in Toronto yeah. before he was signed over. Yeah. So but, I'm, I'm just excited to see them. But that was the, oh, Texas is now spending money. 
Correct. And the the spending money was get us Marcus Simeon, get us Corey Seager, get us some of those pitchers that you mentioned earlier, and let's see, you know, get us Bruce Bochy, and let's see what we can do with this thing. Well, just a little bit of a side note, I think the bench coach of, of Arizona, Jeff Bannister, was the manager of the Rangers when they went to the promise and the last time, so it's kind of a cool side note. But, yeah, you're right, man. It's a really cool time to see these two teams get back together because uh, there's a lot of history there on both sides, and we're seeing the shift to Texas, or Kings of Texas is a new uh, marketing ploy they're using, and uh, snakes in the desert. Why not? Give me everything. Why not? And you mentioned, and, and we do have to admit, uh, we do have to announce as well, Tony Beasley, is the third base coach of the Texas Rangers. So he's African-American um, third base coach, uh, long, long le- legendary baseball guy, just really, really well respected throughout the entire major league baseball. So he's like the Texas version of Ron Washington, if you will. <laughs> right. Absolutely. All right, man. So we got a lot to do. This has been fun. It is late here. It's past midnight. So Oof. we're going to, we're going to put this thing out first thing in the morning and we are going to talk more as we go through the world series it starts on friday but you heard our way too early predictions which is you said snakes in snakes in seven and i've got rangers in five disrespectful let us us know what you've got (laughs) dm us comment let us know what you got uh until next time black baseball mixtape we really appreciate all of you thanks for staying up with us we're out